Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! And the T stands for Tua. Uh, hope, right. hope you guys tune into our short little Periscope. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If I, if I didn't give a good enough reaction for you guys, as I just told Brian, it was because by taking him, all you got to see was just sweet relief. It was just relief, yeah. Yeah. Had, had they had, had they taken a tackle, had they you know taken anybody else, <laughs> we probably would not have a thunder and lightning tonight, or at least there would not be one featuring Miami Dolphins take Benito Jones, defensive tackle, oh. Ole Miss. Oh, <laughs> something like that. Go to well, the ad reads. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you're getting your podcast from. We always appreciate our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. And, of course, our medical personnel taking care of us here at home. I want to thank Strange Brew Coffee House. We want to remind you that – hold on. We got we got, we got got a uh, thing in here. We got uh, somebody sent us a million-dollar idea. Let me see if I can find it. Somebody, somebody sent me a new slogan for this. Let me see if I – I don't remember where it is, though. I don't see it yet. Where is it? I can't find it. Just going to have to go with, gonna go with just because you're quarantined. You don't have to be decaffeinated. It was decaffeinated, wasn't it? You don't have to be decaffeinated. Is that right? Some, somebody sent I don't know who to... I don't know who sent that to me, though. Let's see. Let's see. Because I think I they was sent it to you, it. too. Yeah. Find it. I'm going back. I want to I give this person... Uh, oh, Derek Brown to the uh, the Panthers. Don't like that. Don't like well, him Wes, William, Wes Williamson said, okay. for mornings and quarantines, get shipments of Strange Brew beans. Visit strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. I like that. Uh, and he says that he's going to donate his share of the royalties to my coffee fund. That's very nice. Um, we had somebody else, though. Matt Haynes okay. said quarantine, but not decaffeinated. I like Wes's better. We're going to go with Wes's. Just because you're quarantined, say it again. Um, now I've got to find you again, Wes. What? What? You're supposed to just remember. You're smarter than I am. It was something about quarantine and, 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 you don't and have coffee beans. It doesn't mean you have to be without coffee beans. But his was more succinct than that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I mean, Man. you don't have a whole lot of responsibilities. Here we go. Here we go. All right. For mornings and quarantines, yeah. get shipments of Strange Brew beans. Bam. Visit Strange Brew Coffee House. Dot com. Is that, is that the right? It's not. It, it takes you to the. Uh, it, it takes, takes you to, to the link. Okay. Yes. and that's and that's easier to remember. To be totally honest, uh, and of course, you're here in town. You can go over to the uh, drive-through window, over on uh, Highway 12, or you can go to the walk-up window on University Drive. CollegeCornerStore.com is another website you need to be looking at. They've got a lot of great deals running right now. Any baseball-related memorabilia or, or, or logo wear. You can just type baseball into the search bar, and boom, 25% off. It's taken off right there on the website. You don't have to do anything. Just make the order. And also, right now, they're doing 30% off any gift card purchase. So you can get $100 worth of gift card uh, for $70. Bucks. I mean, that, 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 it doesn't get any easier than that. That is free money, folks. 
They are paying you to shop there at that point. So you need to take advantage of that. CollegeCornerStore.com. Just search for gift card. It'll bring everything up. You make the purchase, and boom, 30% off any gift card purchase. And then, look, just because it says gift card, give the gift. I say that's the gift man gives himself. <laughs> Joel found an edit of, of Tua in the uh, the Dolphins jersey. He's got a big old smile. Yeah, you look like a proud father, but you you know you got that's coming up for you too. So again, happier moment for you this or your child's birth. Ah, uh, I, I gotta give uh, gotta give my baby girl coming up uh, some love. So I think it'll be her. Okay. Uh, this is a pretty proud moment though. I'm excited for must you. Be, must be honest. Okay. Uh, One guarantee: he's not going to wear 13 in Miami. Uh, I would be willing to bet that that's accurate. He'll probably wear two if I had to guess. In this edit, I think he has on three. Well, maybe so. Is two retired? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Anyway, collegecornerstore.com and and get 30% off any gift card purchase. Don't think it is, by the way. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it could be. I don't know. A friend of mine just texted me a picture of Justin Herbert. It says, Justin Herbert looks like a teen movie villain. (laughs) He does. He looks like the... Like the, the, the jerk quarterback in every high school movie you've ever seen. Uh, Advantage Business Systems wants your business right now. They want to help your business do business. And why they're going to do that is getting remote workers set up with the devices they're going to need in their home office. They can set up the virtual meetings. Anything you need from them from a business standpoint right now in this uncertain times, they're willing to help you. And they've been doing business in this state for nearly 45 years, doing business with Mississippi State as well. This, it's just this simple. They are a local company. They want to help you out. Why not help out a local company if you need your business set up for these remote offices across the state? You got something to say over there? Three Miami Dolphins retired numbers. Okay. Two two of them are quarterbacks. Can you Greasy name Greasy and, uh, and, and Marino yep. and Zonka. There you go. So 39, 13, and I don't know what Greasy's 12. number is. Okay. Were you impressed that I knew Zonka's number? I was impressed that you knew Zonka was 39. Zonka was the man. What are you talking about? I, uh, I remember more for American Gladiators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Than I do the Miami Dolphins. I love me some American Gladiators. Well, <laughs> in, <laughs> I always wanted to do the, the, the obstacle course with the rocket launcher. Oh, I thought that was super cool. Well, we keep interrupting the ads here, but you, you and I do the Eliminator. Oh. How much of a head start would you need to beat me? A day. A full day. <laughs> You'd still be chugging up I that mean, ramp. I would at the never get up that ramp. Absolutely. <laughs> Vantage Business Systems, 844 833 6245. Go online at absms.com. No, no word if you need to, you know, <coughs> you know, be eliminated. For, no, they can eliminate all your. I can't segue it. I can't make it happen. But they will help your business uh, do business. We're going to talk about one game today. One game only, uh, Mississippi State uh, versus Auburn, twenty fourteen. We talked about this a few weeks ago about you know is this the biggest game or or, or whatever in, in MSU history, and you know it just sort of goes back and forth with that. But I, I don't I do think that for the modern era, it, there's no question about that. And for Bulldog for the younger generation of Bulldog, you know, we're, in reality, the nineteen eighty game is only about ten or fifteen years from being forgotten. You know, yeah. Like at that point, outside of people, you know, who saw it as young children, it's just not going to be around. You know, whereas this Auburn game has still got a good forty, fifty years of shelf life. 
Um, and in terms of significance, we talked about this, I think, last week. It's, it's beating number one versus becoming number one. Which is more significant? And I think I said 1980, but we'll, just for the purposes of this one, I mean, becoming number one is something. I think there's going to be an opportunity for MSU in the future to beat a number one team again. That could happen. I don't know that there's an opportunity for MSU to become the number one team again. Well, because state state is going to play a team every year that has an opportunity to be number one between Alabama and LSU. One of those teams is going to be in the top three or four always. But is there an opportunity for state? You know, what has to, what all has to happen? What's the perfect scenario? I think it starts with you know you look at this this fourteen season. Who are the top three teams in the West? Bama, State, and Ole Miss. That's got to sort of be the order, right? You can't have State, LSU, and 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 Alabama because that's just too much to ask. Ole Miss is a team that State is usually going to be on par with from a talent perspective. Well, at the time of this game that we're about to talk about, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it would have been State, Bama, Auburn. When you look at when when you look at, well, you say that Ole Miss had just beaten Alabama. That's true. Before. That's true. Uh, in fact, Ole Miss was ranked third too. You know, State was third. Yeah. State and Ole Miss were tied for third, and now Auburn was second. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, year in year out, from a talent perspective, State's going always going to be a lot closer to Ole Miss than they are to Alabama, LSU, Auburn. You know, the results don't bear out the recruiting rank- rankings, obviously. But that's what you're going to have to have happen, is you're going to have to have Ole Miss or maybe even Texas A&M sort of s- jump up a little bit and push down Auburn and Alabama. And that's what happened this year. You know, Auburn, LSU, and uh, A&M all finished what, what, four or five losses. Now, you didn't know that at the time, but you, in the end, that's how it ended up working out. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, it needs to be a year where your other East team is is Vanderbilt, basically. If you can get Vandy, <laughs> South Carolina, or Missouri, you're good, you got an opportunity here. You don't yeah. want to have Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. Yeah. I mean, it's what it's always been. You, gotta, you have to have the stars align. Um, and it doesn't hurt when you have a generational quarterback at the helm either. Right. I was getting to that. <laughs> um, you know, and and that's something that you know you look at this season, you think, well, how could Costello be that? And but, I, and, and you know, you're playing Missouri, so you have that opportunity there. But I don't know that Ole Miss is ready to push up and be the third best team in the West this year. So that's what's going to make it difficult for Mississippi State this season. Um, and then you just got to have some luck, you know. For a team like Alabama to go wire to wire number one, there's no luck involved in that. You know, there might be a break in the game, but there's no real luck. You know, what was the lucky moment? There, there had to be one. What's the lucky moment for State in this game, in this year, in this season here? Yeah. Ah, uh, it's a good question. It might involve our our guy we're fixing to talk to, Jay Hughes. What happens that, if that Ryan Brown doesn't deflect that pass? Yeah. Because if you go back and watch the film, and and he he sort of goes through the play. Duke Williams is open. So if there's a first down, what if they drive down and score and they make it 7-7? Yeah. You know, I, I think State still wins, well, I mean, it's a lot more interesting. There's, there's a couple things in this game, too. I mean, the fumble on the kickoff by Auburn. Yeah. You know, if that doesn't happen. Richie Brown getting three interceptions against, in one game. Against A&M. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's some things I guess you could look at. Um. But I don't know. By and large, you look at this early part of the season, and I feel like, State controlled those three, you know, the big three games there, LSU, A&M, Auburn. State, State controlled 
every one of those. Uh, I mean, th- there were some moments of trepidation towards the end of LSU. Uh, I know early, really early in that A&M game, you know, they drove down the field and scored, and so there was a moment of, uh-oh, but that didn't last long. And uh, then in the Auburn game, like you mentioned, I mean, Auburn kind of started a stage of comeback, but State was always kind of in control. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know that there necessarily was that one moment of just luck here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the luck was the fact that three teams in LSU, A&M, and Auburn that everybody looked at, you know, coming into the year as top 10 caliber teams, so they were viewed as such when you beat them. Ultimately, they weren't that. <laughs> and, yeah. and that kind of helped you as you built your case to be number one, the fact that they were viewed that way in the first half of the season. So not to try and steal any thunder away from it, but it's just yeah. the, the fact of the matter. I'll tell you another thing, too. Maybe it's just me. But I think maybe having a coach – you know, Mullen's a little different just because some, some things worked out. But having a coach that does something different than everybody else does might be a factor. And, you know – for Ole Miss, even that year when they were, you know, having a good run, you know, Freeze's offense was a little different than than what everybody else was running. It was as close to what Mike Leach runs at that time in the SEC as anybody else. Who else was throwing the ball all over the field like that? So, you know, Mike Leach gives MSU that opportunity in terms of you know his offense is 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 a little different than everybody else's. So that allows you sort of the same thing we've talked about in the past with Georgia Tech in terms of you know. If you can, when you practice uh, for to to defend Auburn, a lot of what they're going to do is similar to what you with Alabama, with with Texas A and M, with LSU to a certain extent. You know, a lot of the concepts are the same. They're not the same with with, with Mike Leach, so that gives you an opportunity too. So, do I think State's ever going to be number one again? Probably not. I, I feel like that was just a moment in time. But never say never. You know. Never say never. It could it could happen, but a lot has to go Mississippi State's way. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. All right. Let's get into this interview. Let's talk to Jay Hughes, uh, former MSU safety, son of current MSU uh, safeties coach. He is still the – no, wait, he's not the safeties coach now. He's a special teams coach, right? No, who, Hughes, what, no. What, what is Tony Hughes coaching? It is uh, defensive back, but uh, – Is it sa- – Goodness gracious! Is it the dog safeties? Hold on one second. I, I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to actually give you his legit title here. He's the associate head coach. Yes, and here we go. Thank you, Super Talk Internet, for not working here at the moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're supposed to vamp here. I, I, I'm just saying. Tony Hughes is he coaches the Nickelbacks. Nickelbacks. There you go. I knew it was defensive backs, but I I, I couldn't remember. That's why I had it right. I the couldn't dog remember safeties. the word. Whatever we want to the call wording it. there. Right. So all right. So that's Jay Hughes's dad, obviously. Uh, thank Jay for uh, talking to us. He's here on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline. Who want to remind you that right now, you know, it, you want to come by there tomorrow if you live in Starkville. Give them a call. Tell them I want a porterhouse steak, buddy. You're going to give you a porterhouse steak, and not just any porterhouse steak, a USDA prime, grass-fed, I'm sorry, grain-fed, uh, locally sourced piece of beef that will look so good on your grill and even better on your plate when you cut into it. So, this is the weekend to cook a steak. Give Welcome Home Beef a call at 662-418-2021, 
or just go online to facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef and place your order with them there. Steaks, burgers, roast, cook some red meat this weekend. Just because, again, just because you're quarantined doesn't mean you have to be without delicious, delicious USDA prime beef. You can get that from our friends at Welcome Home Beef. And remember that when you do, what is it, Joel? It just tastes good. Let's go to our interview on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline with Jay Hughes. All right, so joining us now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline to recap 2014 Auburn, the game where MSU, uh, the historic run to number one, sort of begins is uh, former Bulldog safety Jay Hughes, son of Tony Hughes, man who had a huge play in this game. Jay, I ask this question a lot when we've been doing these classic recaps. You ever get tired of talking about this game? Uh, you know, actually, man, I haven't talked about it much. So I think this is the first time I really just go in, in depth about it. And, uh, yeah, it was a, uh electric game. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it, man. Coming off of a win against LSU and Texas A&M, you know, two weeks prior to that, you know, obviously we were kind of tired. But we understood the summer before that we were going to be a good team. Like, we already knew after that um, 2013 Liberty Bowl, we knew we were going to have a great team. We knew that we were going to make a run for it. And so I think that that Auburn game was just kind of like the tipping point. When you, when you look back at this game, you know, from from us in a media perspective, we knew that if you won this game, you were going to be number one team in the nation on Sunday. The, the, the way the polls were working, the Florida State had not been very impressive early in the season. Right. Beating the number two team, that was probably going to be the case. Was there any sense of that in the locker room that day or, or in the week come, uh, leading into it in practice? Was anybody talking about, hey, if we do this, we could be number one? Were you even aware or thinking about Florida State or, or, or anything like that? Well, we knew we knew it was a big game. and um, But, you know, I would be lying if I said that we, we knew we were going to win the game, basically. And um, we didn't go into it thinking, hey, you know, with the, you know, we didn't we didn't go into it playing a numbers game or, you know, um, thinking about what the next week was going to be. Like we were just really having fun. We really, really were just having fun and enjoying each other. And you know, to think about it, like the coaches, they never had to hype us up uh, that year. Um, we uh, we just pretty much we were a, a, a player led team, and I think that's what ultimately you know helped us be so successful that year. Walk me through this a little bit, Jay. You get to the stadium that day for the dog walk, and I mean, I can remember that place was just electric—the junction. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, I, you did that a bunch, you know, doing the dog walk and, and things. That uh-huh. day had to just feel different, stepping off the bus. At least in my mind, I would think that for you guys, it just had to feel different. Is that the case? Just from the time that you get there, oh, you yeah. see that atmosphere. Um, just throughout the game, even I, just was it different? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was, and I, if I can remember, it started off sunny that day. Then it started raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, when we got off the bus, um, you know, people are always nervous or whatnot. But uh, it was a lot of people out there that day. I think ESPN was out there, and it was slammed packed. And that honestly, that might be the loudest I've ever been through a dog hug before. It was definitely electric, like the whole day. When you think about uh, you know that first quarter, 
mm-hmm. you're about to a 21 nothing lead. You know, you guys score, I think, on the second possession. Then you get the pick, mm-hmm. another touchdown. Mm-hmm. Then there's the fumble, another touchdown. It's 21 nothing. Just from us being up in the press box, it's an absolute madhouse. I mean, we can feel, <laughs> even up even up there, we can feel the, the stadium is basically shaking at that point. What was it like down on the field at that point? It was, um, I guess I could say, uh, it was just really, uh, it was a surreal moment. Um, we knew, we, we knew we were going to be successful that day. We didn't know we were going to be that successful though. Like we didn't, we weren't anticipating that. Um, but the main thing for us was to stay focused on, on the sideline and, you know, that's, that's what won us the game, man. You know, we can, you know, got get hyped for an interception or a fumble or anything. But the main thing that we wanted to do was was just finish the game, and that's what we did. And you know, God, God just had His hand in it. It was good, man. Let's talk about your interception because you know that the ball's deflected. I think Chris Jones got a piece of it, and uh, you know, Ryan Brown. Oh, okay, that's right. It's Ryan Brown. Yes. He was he was he was on top of it. He was ready for this question. Uh, <laughs> ball's up and it just sort of hangs there for a second. I remember looking at it and go, I think I think they're going to pick that, and you did. Right. You know, when the ball gets tipped and you you look up and you see it coming, what's what what goes through a defensive back's mind during that oh, process? Man. Oh man, you don't hear anything. Um, at that point, the main focus is just to possess the ball. Like you know, I don't I don't even think I caught that ball with my hands. I caught it like a like a loaf of bread, like in between, like a punt. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, you know, I just wanted to possess the ball. I think that was my first, inter- second or third interception that year or something like that. And, um, yeah, it was a tip ball. And, you know, I was always the guy that was always in the right place at the right time. And, you know, that day I just kind of got lucky. You know, hats off to Ryan Brown. You know, he got the tip. But, um, yeah, we were in a uh, – I think a too high look. We were playing some kind of fire zone, and I just dropped back a little bit, and I was underneath uh, a route. I think it was D. Williams was the receiver yeah. for for Auburn that day, and he uh, I think he ran some kind of out route and mm-hmm. tipped the ball, and yeah, it was just you know I didn't hear anything <laughs> until, until you hit the ground, and then you hear the crowd. Right, right, right. <laughs> So this was a game that I, as I remember it, Auburn tried the secondary a lot in this game. They threw a lot of deep balls to Sammy Coates and to, to Duke Williams, mm-hmm. who you mentioned. And mm-hmm. by and large, you guys were able to make the plays. Coming into the game, did y'all think that was going to be the game plan that they were going to try to hit y'all over the top? Um. Well, we knew that they had great receivers, and we knew that Nick Marshall uh, was, was going to run a lot. And um, I don't know if you know, but we had a lot of – defensive backs play uh, that year. We had a whole other defense. Like, we were rotating in uh, two different entire defense. We had an A mm-hmm. defense and a, and a B defense. Oh, yeah, we were. And, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we we knew that Nick Marshall was going to run the ball. Um, we, we really didn't anticipate all the deep balls that they threw. But, you know, luckily we had enough, you know, uh, enough athletes in the secondary. We could, we could hold, them, hold them off. When it gets, uh, I guess to the to the end of the third quarter, um, at least in my mind, as as don't stop believing is playing and things, and I think right about then is when maybe the rainstorm came somewhere around around this point in the game. 
Uh, spoiler alert to anyone listening: Before I was on the beat, uh, lifelong bulldog here. So I, I was, I was, I was before I, I was on the beat. I was in the stands for this game, and the rains come pouring down. There's kind of that moment. It's almost for somebody that grew up watching this program and and, and things. There's that moment where it's like, holy crap! Tomorrow, I'm gonna wake up and there's gonna be a number one next to Mississippi State's name. On the did, did you at any point hear? Maybe it would. Maybe, maybe you you were locked in and didn't know it until the clock hit zero. But was there a moment for you where it was you know almost emotional? Holy, you know, goodness gracious, we're about to be number one in the country. Did it did it kind of sink in at any point during the game, or, or did it was it after the game before you allowed yeah, yourself was, to think that? Yeah, it was more so after the game for me. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really think about you know the impact of everything we had done up until that point until after that game, you know. Um, you know, me and Dak, we came up to each other. And we just hugged each other because we knew that, you know, all the all the workouts that we had done that summer was all, you know, it all led up to that point, you know, of that uh, of the season. And you know, it was just a, a surreal feeling uh, that all the work that I put in, um, that I saw a result. You know, even as a captain, you know, um, it just felt good to know that, you know, I led my team to a victory. And I led my team to be number one in the nation and you know we're Mississippi State we're not known for being in the top five but you know here we are so it was, it was just a surreal moment for me and my family and uh you know this is something that I'll never forget one of the biggest plays in this game we're talking about the secondary making plays you know Auburn goes into going to the fourth quarter it's a one possession game you guys get a field goal to push it back out to 11 and then on the ensuing kickoff, Quadri Antoine, I mean, a guy whose name will yeah. live forever because of one play, but he makes a huge right. play and, 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 you know, forces the fumble on the uh, on the kickoff return. You know, that's a guy who was behind you on the depth chart, but I, I assume, I, you know, to tell us something about him. Well, Quad, he, um, you know, he, he ran into a, a few issues when he was there. Uh, I think he may have been injured a time or two. And uh, I think he was a redshirt freshman that year or something like that. And so, yeah, he was coming up under me, and, uh, you know, we always stress the young guys to go hard on special teams. Like, we had the best scout special team uh, kickoff, the best scout kickoff team in the nation that year. I think we had Brandon Bryant. Like, they were, these guys would run full speed, you know, down the field, you know, in practice. And, you know, ultimately that's what, you know, got everybody ready for the game because everybody wanted to get better in practice, you know. And uh, Quad was just, you know, he was one of those guys that, you know, his name wasn't the biggest, but we knew him, and, you know, so just to see him have that moment, I think that was the, the defining moment of his career, and uh, I think that's something he'll never forget. There's a, uh, you know, the, the the university puts out those videos, right, the, the, the highlight, Hale State highlight video, and they showed, right. they showed a, uh, a moment which I, it looked like it came from preseason camp where Mullen tells y'all, you know, it's hot out here, and it's, it's not great right now. It's almost like we have to play LSU, A&M, and Auburn back-to-back weeks. Oh, wait, we right. do, and we have to win all three. Right, and right. So now you're at that point. You've, you've not only have you gotten there, but you've, you did it. You won all three. What was Dan Mullen's message in the locker room? I assume it was something of, this is great, but we're not done. But what, what did he have to say after the game? Well, he just, he just told us that he, how much he was proud of us, and – you know, everything that we had worked for, you know, we had seen the result of it in that game, you know, and he even mentioned the fans, like, 
you know, even the fans stayed in the rain, you know, to see this. And, you know, you guys made history. And that's what it was. And, you know, we were a very, very, very close family that year. And, um, yeah, Coach Coach Mullen, he um, he had a lot to say after the game. Like, the locker room was crazy after the game. So <laughs> I can't really just put a nail on everything that he said. But, you know, he's also he a family program. So you may, you may not be able to get it all in there. <laughs> right, right, right. And so, um, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he was in, he was enthusiastic about it, but, you know, he made sure that, hey, you know, have fun tonight, but, you know, we got practice on Monday, and, you know, got to get ready for the next one. And, of course, you have, you know, a different kind of relationship with one of the coaches. You're, you know, Tony Hughes is your father. What was you know father and son moment after this game? What what was did anything in particular? Did he have anything to say to you after the game? Um, well, like like I said, uh, he uh, you know he told me he was proud of me and everything that you know I had helped the team accomplish. You know, as a captain, and um, you know he he's just like Coach Mullen. Hey, let's get ready for next week. Uh, let's get let's get ready for the next game and. Uh, you know, yeah, me and my dad have a, a, a different kind of relationship, and uh, we, you know, we talk about, uh, we laugh a lot. Like we, we laugh a lot about times like this, and uh, you know, he always tells me, "Man, we should have won a national championship that year." I don't, you know, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, he always, you know, he always enthusiastic about that game in particular, and so, you know, he always mentions that he's always proud of me for. You know uh, how I led the team or whatnot. You kind of touched on it there just a little bit, I guess. But uh, of course, we all know how this season ended. Um, you know, three of the last four games didn't go the way uh, you guys would have liked for it to. But when you think back on this year, uh, is there any part of it that's sour for you at all because of how it ended, or is it just basically remember the good times and you kind of blocked out the bad? Yeah. Um... It ended sour. Um, that Ole Miss loss uh, was kind of, you know, it, it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth personally. Um, uh, and then to lose again in the Orange Bowl was just kind of like, you know. But, you know, it's the success that we had, I honestly feel like it outweighed all of, you know, the losses or anything else, you know. Uh, that happened in a negative sense that year, and um, yeah, that that was that was pretty much it. You know, losing to Ole Miss and then losing in the Orange Bowl, you know, it, it's it's not a good feeling, uh, feeling to end the season or end my college career that way. But uh, you know, I'm thankful that I you know was able to lead one of the most winning teams in Mississippi State history. So you know, I can go to sleep with that. And just final question here, you know, what do you take away from the season? When you when I when I say, Hey, remember the twenty fourteen season, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Family. And that's the most uh, on brand answer. Good job with that. Yeah. And and um you know, like uh the main thing was you know, and I I'll say this all the time, like a team is not gonna be successful if the coaches have to lead the team, you know. Um, and that was one thing that we knew. Like we had a leadership committee: uh, Caleb Hughes, Dylan Day, Malcolm Johnson, all those guys. And we really, we really took pride in leading the team and making sure that 
you know, even the young guys were doing what they were supposed to own and off the field. And so it was just a family environment, you know, and I, that's what I take away from it. And you're right, it's, it's on brand, it's Mississippi State, we're a family, and that's what it is, so. All right. Jay Hughes, man, thanks so much for taking time to join us tonight, man. Really appreciate getting to relive this great day with you. And, uh, again, thanks, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thanks to Jay for taking some time out of his day. Really good stuff going back in time and, and looking at that incredible day, incredible game, and everything else uh, that happened around the uh, Mississippi State game from 2014 against Auburn. All right, guys, next week uh, we will continue the uh, Greatest Bulldog Bracket. We'll have some more interviews with some of the great players from the past, and we'll, we'll relive some of those moments. Uh, and, uh, you know, beyond that, just have to wait and see. <laughs> we'll talk about, oh, obviously we'll, on Monday uh, show, we'll also recap the NFL draft. I tell you, you know, see who who's headed where and what kind of fit we think they're going to be. So a lot to talk about on Monday's show or Sunday's show. Can't wait to bring it to you then. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks I'm doing, for I'm doing some multitasking here. I have to rewrite a story, so I'm doing it by email and trying to do that. That seems like a, like a headache. You couldn't just wait like 20 minutes to do that? No, I really couldn't. Okay. All right. I mean, that seems like it'd be difficult, but yeah. But Joel T. is a man who who, who makes the difficult easy. You got that right. All right. Talk to you guys on Sunday. For uh, for Joel, I'm Brian. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.